a lot of times um, teachers want to please the administrator or show the administrator that, oh, I'm a great teacher, you know, and they forget their boundaries or, you know, forget that they need time. They need time to relax. They need time to be with their family, you know, and sometimes it's hard to turn that off, you know, but it's important that you do. Welcome to the Teacher Money Show, the podcast dedicated to helping educators like yourself navigate your unique financial challenges and unlock your financial superpowers. I'm your host, Sean Morgan, a full-time teacher and entrepreneur, and I'm here to help teachers navigate everything related to your money. Whether you have questions about budgeting on a teacher's salary, managing student loans, increasing your income, or making the most of your benefits, I'm here to make money less confusing, more empowering, and a tool you can use to focus on what matters most. So whether you're a seasoned teacher looking for fresh insights or a new educator navigating your first paycheck, this podcast is your go-to resource for all things money-related. So if you're ready to have a richer wallet, classroom, and life, let's dive in. The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and are not legal or tax advice, and neither I nor my guests are engaged in the provision of legal, tax, or any other advice. You should not act upon this information without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We've got a fantastic guest for us today. We have Mary Prater. Mary is a dedicated educator who taught for 33 years before retiring in 2022. Uh, With a passion for hands-on learning and a deep understanding of classroom management, Mary has always prioritized the importance of effective teaching methods and fostering positive relationships with students and parents. Her commitment to sharing valuable resources led her to start a teacher's store on Teachers Pay Teachers. In 2008, Mary opened an account on Teachers Pay Teachers and posted her first resource, a weather chart for first and second graders, which she initially offered for free. To her surprise, when she revisited the website in 2017, she discovered that her weather chart had been downloaded a remarkable 17,000 times. This shows us that Mary is a seasoned educator and a successful entrepreneur. Welcome, Mary. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you on. So can you just tell us a little bit about your teaching career, what all, all you did while you were a teacher? I had a, quite a, a wild teaching career. I've been to a lot of places. I started in Chicago, taught there for mm, 18, 19 years, uh, moved to Indiana, taught there, uh, then came to California, and I've had several jobs here. A lot of my jobs, some, most of my jobs were at private schools, um, but I also taught at public schools. So I, I kind of moved around. As we moved around, I had to move around from school to school. So I've experienced a lot and I've learned a lot from a lot of different, you know, administrators and other teachers and other places in the country. Awesome. I'm, I'm so happy to have a seasoned teacher on just here to give us some awesome wisdom. <laughs> okay. So what you wanted to talk about was just preparing for, for school preparing for that first day and you know what better topic for someone who's done it 33 times right yes i I love it so my my first question for you mary is how do you recommend a teacher starts preparing for day one of school i mean do they start preparing the morning of or do you like how how early in advance do you need to be preparing for for day one 
Well, I would say most teachers um, start thinking about it over the summer a little bit, you know, and then July comes along and you, you start thinking about a little bit more. Uh, if you're been teaching for a while, you've probably made notes from the year before to remind you, oh, I want to change this, I'd like to do that, that type of thing. But um, I would say to, you know, when they're called back, which is usually a week or two before school starts, um, that's the time to, to go and start getting what you need, uh, get it in it together. Um, as far as prioritizing what uh, you should be doing, um, you know, teachers have to sometimes clean their classroom, organize the classroom, set up desks, all those kinds of things. It takes a lot of time and a lot of thought. So I say get in there as soon as you can and to get it done. Right. I think that's great advice. I love how you said you think about it, but when you get called back, that's when the go time is, right? I think some teachers don't fully let go. And we, I think we need to let go a little bit during the summer for our own mental health. And then when it's time to be back, we're back, right? And we, we get it done, but make sure you're getting it done when, when you get back for sure. Definitely. A lot of times um, teachers want to please the administrator or show the administrator that, oh, I'm a great teacher, you know, and they forget their boundaries or, you know, forget that they need time. They need time to relax. They need time to be with their family, you know, and sometimes it's hard to turn that off, you know, but it's important that you do. Right. So I, I love this point. I want to dig deeper here. Uh, because living a, a great financial life as a teacher is not just about your money, because money is just a symbol of our time, right? We put time in to get money, and then we exchange it for someone else's time that they put in to make a product. It's, it's, it's all about time. So the more we can save time or make time for ourselves as a teacher, it's almost like making more money, right? So, so uh, how do you, uh, as a you know, a teacher of, of 33 years, how, how are you helping yourself make time for yourself as you were preparing for school during that crazy time before school started? Well, I, I think that, you know, some, I guess some years I got caught in the rut, you know, and that taught me that um, there's a better way. Don't go back until you have to go back. Don't spend the summer there like many teachers will do. Um, and, uh, and, when you're talking about money and time, you're also talking about how much time do you spend on Amazon figuring out what, what it is that you want and how much you're going to spend or at the teacher store, which you just can't get out once you get in. <laughs> you know, those things, you know, you got to put your boundaries up for those things, you know, to uh, so they don't, you know, just take you over. You know, it's exciting. It's fun. You know, but before you know it, you spent five hundred dollars. And that is not an e that is an easy thing to do at the beginning of a school year. Um, I'm sure there's probably teachers that even spend more. But then you're giving up your time as well. You're 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 not going to be at the school on Amazon, or you're not going to be at the school. You know, you're going to be at the teacher store and probably on your own time. So I would just say, you know, watch the think about those things and think about how much time you're losing when you're spending all that time doing it. So you're spending all this time preparing for school outside of school hours. How about like, you know, on those days that we're supposed to be back, how can we set boundaries for ourselves when we have so much to do and it's those two weeks before school starts, but our contract hours are still what there. they are. Our contract hours are not until midnight. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think, you, you know, you've got to prioritize what you need done. You know, get into that classroom. And if it depends if you're a new teacher or you're a new grade. There's going to be a lot of work to do. And sometimes teachers get caught up decorating and making things cute, you know. And although that's nice and it's fun, it doesn't have a lot of value, and you could be wasting a lot of time. And I always feel like you should get your room set up. Get those desks. How do you want those desks? How do you want your, you know, set up in the classroom so that you can utilize it the best? Are you going to have centers? Are you going to have, you know, timeouts place or whatever? Get those things set up. Um, once you've got your classroom set up, then you can think about, okay, what else do I need? You know, do I need a, you know, um, behavior chart or, you know, things like that. I have to get up a bulletin board, things like that. But a lot of times, I know I've done this, where I've spent so much time decorating and making it look great, I find myself on the first day, oh, I forgot to get this done. You know, I forgot to finish the lesson. I or I or I get two or you get two weeks or two three weeks into class and thought I shouldn't have bought that. That's not what I need. I should. What I need is this. So sometimes we're so gun ho we waste our time. Oh yeah, that that's true. And I've definitely seen some classrooms that I know were not decorated in the amount of time we're given before school starts. <laughs> yes. So that that that's huge. Um, I love how you're talking about prioritizing. Do you follow any uh, any pattern or steps to make sure you're prioritizing the right things? I I always write it all out. I write out what has to happen. I write out what the administrator says I have to have done. Um, the curriculum, the books. Do I have them? Uh, are they organized? You know, uh, do I have a lesson ready for the first day, the first week? You know. Different administrators expect different things, but I always prioritize those things. And then um, what do I need it done in the class? You know, I might have like, oh, I'd like to organize the books. I'd like to do, but those are extra things. You know, right. organizing the, the library or even your, your closet and organizing that. Those things, you know, if you start doing that, you could sit there for hours and then you've got nothing done. So I, I make a list. And uh, I can't say I always stuck to the list, but I try to because I didn't want to come up short. Ah, that's awesome. You know, I, I think that with, if you're making a priority list, sometimes those priority things are not really fun. So you no, might need not. to do something in, in between priority lists, right? Yeah. To give yourself a break, right? You can say, okay, I'm going to take 30 minutes to decorate. Because yeah, that's sure. the fun part, right? But, you know, that, that's almost like taking a break for yourself because you aren't spending like, you know, four hours working on the administration list. And you realize that you could have done it in two if you hadn't stared at the wall for, you know, <laughs> two of those <laughs> four hours because yes. you didn't want to do it. Right. So there, yeah. there are things like that that actually sometimes if you prioritize, but then you take breaks, you can actually save time in the long run, which I think yes. is huge. Sometimes, too, um, you can bring somebody with you. If you've got older kids, uh, my grandson, he helped, used to help me get things put up. And my husband would come and he would hang my string for, you know, whatever I wanted to hang. And I, I got some help. So I wasn't, so kind of for those fun things that I wanted to get done, I got someone else to do them for me. Um, you can't always get help, but, you know, you never know. If you ask, people are willing to help teachers. 
Yeah, you know, you'd be surprised at how often a, a kid is bored at the end of the summer and willing to do almost anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, please give me something to do. I've been sitting inside. Yeah, they're ready for school. They, they definitely are. So I want to circle back to an original idea that we talked about uh, uh, new teachers or maybe changing uh, uh, a prep, right? You're now doing a new grade or if you're in an older uh, like uh, you're doing a new subject. Uh, how can you make sure that you are not overstepping the time boundary, even if you have that much more to do? Well, I think, you know, like I said, making a list, you know, figuring out what it is that you need. Um, if it's an, if you're a new teacher or you're a new grade, you really need to connect to the other teachers in that grade as at, if you can, you know, um, a lot of teachers are willing to be a mentor um, and help you through. Some schools give mentors to new new teachers, but teachers are usually very helpful and, you know, will tell you, oh, you know, this is what happens, or this is probably what you're going to need, or this is how the other teacher did it. Uh, that will really help a new teacher because a new teacher sometimes can be like, oh, I don't really know what to do. Um, but also, if you're coming into a new grade, maybe that you've never taught or whatever, going to that grade and seeing how do you do things, you know, looking at their lesson plan, you know, that could always help you figure it out. And then you can prioritize. Um, I mean, you've got to do the important things first. You've got to get those lessons. You've got teachers running there and they're just decorating and doing everything. And then at the last minute, you're like, okay, I got to get all these lessons done. And then they stay up to midnight trying to get those lessons done and really that's not it's not good for teachers Te there's a burnout there's a big burnout we know and the big burnout yeah. is we do too much we go over the contract time how many teachers come in super early stay super late that's burnout you know so much is expected of us but teachers have to learn how to set their boundaries you know that's really important I've heard lots of different teachers talk about I'm coming in on time and I'm leaving at the contracted time and I will do my work uh, when I have my, you know, time when they give me the time and, the, and, you know, for the specials or whatever that you're doing or maybe at lunchtime or whatever it is. Uh, that's real important for new teachers, especially new teachers, I would say, because they want to they want to succeed. They want to do their best. But. Uh, it doesn't take long to burn out. It really doesn't. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love everything that you're saying here. I, I have a, a thing that I say to every teacher I get the chance to is when your contract hours are done, go home. Yes. It's, just, it's the yes. number one thing that I, you know, I understand maybe like, oh, I need to finish this one thing. I'll stay for 15 extra minutes, 20 extra minutes. Sure. I, I understand that. I've been there. I've done that. I've stayed later than that, too. But when when your contract hours are done, they're not paying you for that. No. You, you're not being paid for those extra hours. And uh, I, I once, when I was just in, in the thick of, you know, I was coming in early, staying later, my mm -hmm. sister asked me, it's like, well, you know, teachers are getting underpaid, but you're also working, you know, 10, 10 months out of the year. Like, doesn't it even out? It's like, well, if you count all the extra hours I'm working that aren't paid, I've worked the extra two months of the year. <laughs> yes, you have. You know, yes. just, that's kind of how it seems to go. So, Yes. If you want to get your life back, you need to have that time. You come in, uh, you know, on time, you leave on time and 
if you can't get everything that you're supposed to done in that time, streamline it. There's some things that don't matter as much as the really important things that we can, you know, trim the fat, cut it out because that's what you're being paid for. You're you're a teacher. That's your job. It is not everything that you are. You are someone else besides being a teacher. And I think that's, that's a huge, huge thing to remember. Also, if you're new, beg, borrow, steal, don't stay until (laughs) eight o'clock at night working on lesson plans. Other people have been there. Just get it from them. Just yeah, really. Take that is time. the truth. Absolutely. And those are that's what I heard, and that's what I always tell people. I yeah. love how we're on the same page on that. Yeah. I oh for sure. It doesn't make any sense. Especially if this teacher has all her lesson plans from last year and she taught your class and now you're gonna teach it. You know, of course you'll probably change a little here and there or whatever, but that's a blessing. <laughs> you better grab it. <laughs> you do not need to start from scratch. No. Okay, so we talked about time. Of course, time is money, as as I have already pointed out. So I just want to ask you, how can teachers save money as they are coming into the first day of school? Naturally, it takes some money for a class to get up and running. But like, what what can teachers do to not spend, you know, five hundred dollars on their class, or a thousand dollars on their class, or even you know, two hundred dollars if if they're trying to avoid that. You know, uh, again, I think it's you have to make boundaries for yourself. You have to make a budget. Um, you could spend, spend, spend. Um, and I've done that a couple times. And uh, it's like, where's all our extra money? You know, <laughs> It's like, hmm, seems like we're a little short this month. What happened? You know, um, sometimes we get the wrong idea that it's stuff that's going to make our classrooms wonderful. And sometimes the things we buy are helpful. And it makes our life a little easier, for sure. Um, for years, what I did, uh, I, I had when I did centers, and a lot of the schools will have um, uh, audio machines, and all the kids have headphones and stuff. I would go to yard sales, and especially if they had kids stuff, and I would pick up um, the cassettes and the books for that. You know, I did that for years. I had a huge thing. I didn't buy them outright. I've picked up so many children's books at yard sales. Uh, one lady, she sent, she sold me, it was a big box of Dr. Seuss books. For, she gave it to me for $10. I mean, that took up half my library. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's other ways to do things without spending, you know, buying and, you know, there, you have to kind of think outside of the box um, for one and that will save you a lot of money sometimes this probably irritated my husband but sometimes in the summer when we'd be on vacation if we would go into different shops and stuff I'd like I'd see something I'd like ooh, that that would work and it's cheap you know or somebody got rid of it or whatever it is I just know that would fit and I'll, I'll buy it because it's you know it's a good deal sometimes you, you can do that you know if if i know some people don't like to do thrift shopping but truthfully i love it <laughs> it's fun it's fun to find good deals i like thrift shopping too i think if you're a teacher and you don't like thrift shopping you might not want to reconsider that with the salary yeah. you're in yes. um, i love that that tip about going to to a yard sale to get you know children's things because people are trying to just get rid of it it's not like they yeah. they're trying to make you know $20 on a children's book. They're just like, they're a quarter. 
or yeah, a, a dime, absolutely. something like that. They just want it gone and they want to make a little bit from it. And I would bet that if you told them that you're a teacher, they would give you a discount. Because well, I've like, had oh, people just give it to me. Take it. You're a teacher. You can have it. That's happened to me more than once. It, I'm, I'm, it doesn't surprise me. That's just that's what people do. People want to help teachers as much as they can. So I think that that's a, a really a good idea for, for finding materials like that. Like even if you want like alternative seating in your classroom, people are always getting rid of different kinds of chairs at, at yard sales. That's another great place to find those. Yeah. Uh, have Have any of your schools ever had um, funds for teachers to to purchase uh, classroom materials? Uh, I have had to ask for them. They didn't just give it out freely. But many times, if I would go and ask for them. I'd get them. I think yeah. sometimes teachers are afraid to ask um, <laughs> or they don't know if they should ask or if it's allowed to ask, you know. Um, but I would write out, sometimes I would write out to the principal, I would like to have this and this is the reason and this is how I would use it. Sometimes I'd get it and sometimes I wouldn't, you know. I guess it kind of depends on yeah. the school. It does depend. Uh, I know some states are now giving teachers an allowance to purchase make purchases for the classroom. I, I taught in Utah one year and there was a, like a $200 per teacher allowance. You just had to give the receipt to the registrar and they would, they, they would re reimburse you. I mean, it was, it was pretty simple, but not everyone would use it. Right. And then uh, another uh, school that I taught at, you just said, Hey, I want to do this. And they'd give you the school credit card to go purchase what you want to purchase. If you just ask nice. for it. Right. Yeah. And, and they, they, of course, would you know want you to give them a reason for it. But uh, there's so many schools that actually have funds. My last school before the school I'm at right now had um, discretionary principal funds. And the principal at the end of the year was always looking for somewhere, anywhere to spend this money that would get taken back by the district at the end of the year. Wow. You never know what your principal has or what ability they have to to do. So don't just purchase it because, oh, it's easy because it's just on my Amazon if your school can buy it for you. Yes, it's it's not supposed to be your money that you are spending uh, yes. if you can help it. Yeah, for sure. That's such a that's a, a good reminder for all teachers. Check into the office, ask and see what you can get. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh I love these tips that we've given to teachers. Do you have any other uh, amazing tips that you want to share with our, our teachers? Um, anything that you can think of that someone who's getting ready for the first day of school might want to just keep in mind as they're getting ready? I would say um, yes, because often we're, it's, it's the rush, it's the excitement of the new year, it's the decorating, it's the getting things done. But there's another aspect of teaching. What kind of teachers do we want to be? Who am I when I walk in that classroom? Am I ready for Joey who might throw his chair? Am I ready for, you know, someone talking back to me and being rude? Um, these, when we're teachers, there, a lot is expected of us, but we also affect these children's lives in so many ways. And being patient, being encouraging, uh, being kind, uh, giving praise to kids. These are really important things that we need to take into that classroom and use every single day. More important than decorating. Um, because it. I have kids, I have parents that contact me and kids that will say, oh, you're the best teacher. 
I really loved you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I always love that to hear that. But I know that why they're saying that. They're not saying that because I taught reading really well. Or I taught, you know, we, we had a lot of fun when we played math. They're saying it because how I treated them and the relationships I made with them. And I really think in the long run, when we look back on our school years, we think of those teachers. I love that teacher because. Um, so I think that's a real important thing to remember to take into the classroom. Awesome. And it's definitely not because you decorated your classroom for 10 hours during the first week of school. Yeah. <laughs> it's not why they loved you. So please take your time. You don't need to do that. Okay. I got two more questions for you. Okay. Here at uh, at this podcast, the, the Teacher Money Show, we're all about helping teachers have a richer wallet, classroom, and life. What is your number one tip for teachers to have a richer wallet, classroom, and life? Well, I think that um, it really, I guess it kind of depends who you are. I'm an entrepreneur. I started um, selling teacher resources years ago. Um, and uh, the story that you told earlier that when Teachers Pay Teachers first opened, I um, posted that that weather chart, and my first graders loved the weather chart. So I posted it, and I forgot about it. I forgot I was going to make some resources and sell them. I was just too busy, right? And then when I came back, I was like, wow, wow, teachers really love this. Sometimes we have things right at, at our fingertips that maybe we're good at. Um, maybe not all teachers have time to do extra things if you have small kids, but you never know if um, there's going to be opportunities for you to do. Nowadays, you can work online. Nowadays, you can, you know, sell things online. Um, those are, you know, things that you can think about. Um, the, the other thing would be to stick to your budget. Stick to your budget. Don't spend money you don't need to spend. Um, just because it, you want it prettier or you think it's going to be funner. You know, if it's going over what you said you're going to spend, then just wait. Maybe you're going to spend $50 a month. Um, so wait till next month and buy it next month. You know, don't go over your budget. I love those tips. Don't go over your budget is is my favorite tip ever. <laughs> in your budget. I love that. Okay. And then, you know, just use those those talents you have or what you have, the entrepreneur spirit, I think it is huge. I, I love uh, recommending teachers to become entrepreneurs because we've got so many skills that can transfer into yes. entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And if, if we learn to budget our time correctly, we've got the time as well. We've got the, the, the holidays, we've got the you know, summer, we've, we've got a really good schedule that can really allow us to, to grow entrepreneurship. I love that. Yes. Okay. And last question, most important question. Where can teachers find more about you? Um, well, I'm on uh, TikTok, believe it or not. <laughs> My kids think that's really funny. Um, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Pinterest. I'm on uh, Instagram and YouTube. I have a YouTube channel that I post you know, tips on as well. Um, and then I have a store on Teachers Pay Teachers, uh, the Kinder Lady. I'm called the Kinder Lady. And I have lots of resources, lots of free resources as well. So check that out and see if there's something there they could use. All right. If you want to follow Mary or learn more about her or just get in contact with her on social media at the Kinder Lady. Thank you so much, Mary, for coming on the show. Thank you. If you'd like to come on the podcast for coaching to share an expert opinion, 
or just to talk about a topic you think is relevant, I'd love to talk to you. Just fill out the form at teachermoneyshow.com slash guest. I look forward to talking with you.